And good morning. I'm Tom Perumian with our host, David Compton, and this is the First Security Financial Wealth Management Show. And if you need help with your retirement planning, First Security Financial has two locations, one in Metairie, another in Baton Rouge. And of course, you can always reach David Compton at 504-834-1150. David, I understand, uh, given the way things have been the last few days, we've got something different today. What would you like to talk about? Well, I just didn't feel right just coming on and start getting into uh, talking about financial planning, retirement planning, uh, without realizing and acknowledging what's happened around us today, you know, over exactly. the past. Exactly. It's been, what, tomorrow will be two weeks that, right. that hurricane hit. That's that's flown by. <laughs> that, <laughs> that two weeks has flown. That, uh, and I don't mean that to say that it's been easy. It's been a rough two weeks for a lot of us. It has. Uh, and definitely. I've been fortunate on my uh, – yesterday was Friday. It's the first day I was back in the office. We, oh. Our office building is in Met on Causeway. We finally got electricity. Surprisingly, we had uh, internet and the phones were working. It's like, wow, the trifecta. All right. <laughs> you know, so I came in and worked and I spent the, the whole day calling clients. That's all I did was call clients. Find out how they're doing. How they're doing. I've got, a, I've got some down in home I haven't been able to reach and I'm worried. You know, I just, it's, it's one of those things. So this morning I was, I was like, man, I can't just come in and ignore that. I, you know, when, when we look out and we see people suffering, hey, we're we're I, I live in Tangipahoe Parish, and hey, we're suffering like everybody else is. Yeah. We didn't have electricity for almost two weeks. Um, you know, we were wondering should we drink the water or not, and we, you know, the the same things. Now, fortunately, our home wasn't greatly danged, uh, uh, damaged, uh, but um, you know, things get things are getting better, and I do remember. And I'm gonna, I'm going to quote our our morning host Tommy Tucker, where he said a football coach told him, and it, this is stuck with me. I said, all right, we're gonna I'm gonna hold you to this, Tommy. He said, he said, fast forward in two weeks, always look at something that you're going through now, and in two weeks, it, it will it will be a lot better. Well, tomorrow's two weeks now. If you lost your house, totally that that may not be the exact case for everybody. But I, I do think you can see in two weeks the amount of progress that's been made is phenomenal when you look at the amount of destruction. Uh, uh, and I went to Laplace yesterday and I see that amount of destruction, and it, it's crazy. Um, but I want to focus on what I want to try to focus on these first couple of segments is some of the positives I saw. Um, because I live in a rural area, um, my road that I live on is is probably a little less than a mile long, so it's not a big lot. Uh, and there's quite a few houses on that road. Um, and we probably had 20, 25 trees down. Power lines are still on the ground. Mm. Uh, f- fortunately for me, I, I, I'm, my electricity comes in off of a main highway. Oh, And I'm okay. the only one on my road that has electricity right now. <laughs> You and that's not out. the first. It's not the first time that that's happened. And I now, as I get older, I start to. At first, when I first moved there, in years past, when this happened, I felt guilty. I don't feel guilty anymore. But that's that's it, you know. But when you see the total destruction on our road and the power line and the poles, it they'll probably be another three four days for before our main road gets electricity. But we spent the better part of the first day that Monday. My neighbor down the road has has a, a Kubota skid steer, and we're we're clearing trees, cutting. I have my nephew. Um, thank goodness for for thirty five year olds, because <laughs> I I'm not thirty five anymore, you know. And it's and he he got in there. We were in there clearing, pull, cutting trees, and uh, but the bobcat the, the skid steer does all the work, and we yeah. and better part of a day we had the road clear, and that was. And, and and the thing when I looked at that, I was like, wow, here you have people, different backgrounds, different races, pulling together to and working together in, in a, under very difficult circumstances and and making things happen. And I, I, I think if anything on, on our, in our community, um, it, it'll bring us closer together because – now we look out for it. Not that I didn't look out for my neighbors before, but I, there, there is, there's a difference there. And 
Uh, and those are the type of things that I like to focus on, not not so much the the negativity or the difficulties. The, the challenges are there, but let's let's focus on some of the positives. And that's the, the beauty of humankind. That's exactly right. South Louisiana, hey, we're we're resilient people. This isn't our first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you weren't here for Katrina, then you. Uh, this is your. It may be your first rodeo, and you. <laughs> some people are starting to doubt, have thoughts maybe about even staying here because uh, of this this type of destruction. What it takes to rebuild and get through it, and uh, uh, I think it's just a a, a a really a challenge for for all of us. You got any uh, feel good stories? Uh, you know Tom? the beauty. The the one thing I remember after the uh, after the storm had finally passed, I I. I we were we were working in this building. I took the opportunity of going around the area here, and a number of the uh, single operator restaurants, uh, you know, the small guys, what have you, they had their their barbecuers and their cookouts going, and they were cooking off all the food that that they couldn't. They were going to throw away anyway. They were going to. They had to throw away because it was going to. You know, they didn't have any electricity to keep everything cold, and they were giving it away for free. And I saw this. Uh, all through the warehouse district, which where where WWL is located, and it was like that all over town. It was like that, you know, everyone's out cooking, and everyone everyone came by, very jovial, very convivial. You know, we've come through a major catastrophe, and yet people are out. They're giving with their heart. They're they're inviting everyone over. You know, come take advantage of of what we've got. You know, and 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 to help you get that. That those first hard steps out of the way, yeah, you know, and that's that's really beautiful. Yeah, and that that softens any hardened hearted person when you see stuff acts of kindness like that. I, I, exactly. I had a couple of neighbors right by me that uh, d- didn't have generators, went and got generators, but didn't have gas. Oh man! So had one neighbor came by and said, "Look," he said. And and I have the the ability, and I'm the only one in my area that has a, a full house generator mm. and runs off a of natural gas. So it fired up. I, I, you know, when people tell me how bad is it down there, I've had uh, people I know around the country call me just to check on me and see how it was go- how things were doing, and wanted to know how bad it was. I said, Well, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I've been roughing it. It's it's been. When you have that generator, it, it runs the whole household, and so you, you got the air conditioning, you can cook, you can wash your clothes, you can do everything. So it had, from that standpoint, it wasn't that that bad for us. Um, but you see your neighbors not right. have that, right? And they're they're out there trying to get their generators going so their um, refrigerators they won't ruin all of their food right and right. so one neighbor in particular he said do you know any gas stations i said do you have any gas for your generation no i had two five gallon cans so i gave him one he had a brand new a brand new uh can a plastic container for gas i said you give me this one and i'll give you this one full <laughs> and he took it he and he still thanks me uh every time he sees us and no we're good I said, I would hope you would do that for me if I was in that situation. And and then another neighbor, same thing. They came by. And I was a little reluctant to give all my last five, so I took it over there, and I wind up he, – he had a little bit of gas in his generator, and I topped it off. I took about two and a half gallons and filled there it. There you go. So he would have enough through the night. Yeah. And so, you know, it's those type of things you feel good about, uh, and you want to help people. And I think that that promotes a, a, a whole change in in your community in your neighborhood if everybody just practice that. And and you know after the storm goes away, why couldn't you continue to do something like that each day? Look to do an act of kindness for for one of your neighbors or coworkers or something. How much better we can make our our area, our our, our world for that matter as well. So because these disasters don't look like they're going away, they look like they they're they're intensifying and maybe coming with a little more frequency. Yeah, picking up speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's for sure. Um, and you know what? I, I I will tell you something else that that touched me. I've had several clients that called me 
to check on me. He said, look, I know where you live. <laughs> and he said, I know y'all got pounded. I, I had one gentleman earlier in the week um, that called me, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a shout-out for him. His name is Charlie Rucker. And Charlie said, David, he said, I'm coming up your way. I think he told me he was going to Denham Springs to visit a friend. He said, I want to see if you needed any gas, any groceries, or any ice, or anything I can get for you. Wow. And that touched me. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's in New Orleans, so it's not like he was way off somewhere that wasn't impacted. He, he didn't have a lot of damage. So that kind of stuff just touched you. He called me out of the blue and and said, hey, I, I, I'm coming up your way. I want to see if, if you need anything. So that makes you feel good. That And, and, and the fact that he felt that way about me or uh, that that he, he felt that he needed to offer that to me just spoke volumes uh, for me as well. So I know this is a financial show. <laughs> you may not know it by what we're talking about so far. Uh, but I think it, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people – uh, uh, some of the shows on the programming are taped. Our show on Saturday mornings is live. So we have the flexibility to, to adjust that and what we talk about as well. We're going to talk a little bit in the, in the program about we're going to touch on some financial aspects. But I thought this is so important uh, to, to help. This is part of the rebuild. Exactly. It really is. Exactly. I think one of the most important things that you mentioned by – by uh, uh, telling that story is the fact that that and and sometimes this doesn't get discussed when it comes to talking about planning and you know markets and 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 what have you. But you know you 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 have a relationship with uh, with the people that that you work with. You have a relationship with your clients. They have they in turn the same have a relationship with you. You know so I, I say this all the time to clients. Do, what I do is 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 a relationship business. It's not right. I mean, it is financial planning. Don't get me wrong, but it's more of a relationship. Before before people will open up to you, or before people will uh, let you invest their money or do things with their money, they, they you have to connect with people, right? And then you start learning about people and their families, what they're going to do, and uh, so there is a connection there. There there's a real connection there, and and that's important that that's an important part of it and so when people see you suffer or if they know you're suffering it's like wow and i and you know what i'm sure he would hope that if he was in the same position that i would i would offer that as well that's why when we got michelle and i got back in the office and see my assistant michelle she lives in norco she wow. probably got hit harder there than we did in tangipo parish because you know the further south you go the worse it looks right uh, you know right and, uh, you know, my heart really goes out to the uh, residents of Lafouche, Terrebonne, uh, Lower Jefferson, all of those areas as well. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I hear music in the background. Does that mean we're heading? <laughs> we're heading into the break. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> let, me get, let me get this going here. We'll be right back with more important advice. And, of course, we're having a special edition of uh, First Security Financial this morning. So. With uh, plenty of advice to achieve financial security, peace of mind, we'll, we'll touch on some of that. I'm Tom Perumian with your host, David Compton. It's the first security financial wealth management show on WWL, AM, FM, and .com, and, of course, the Odyssey app.
Good morning. I'm Tom Perumian with your host, David Compton, on WWL. We're having a little bit of a special edition today of the uh, first, uh, first Security Financial Show. We're talking about uh, what's happened, what's been going on here in uh, the greater New Orleans area and this part of southeastern Louisiana. And as we move forward, we're talking about the beauty of recovery and what uh, what uh, people have been doing for other people and helping them survive. Yeah. When, with for no other no other way to put it to you know this is this has been a rough one and we we've written new history with this uh, with this hurricane. So yeah, and 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 really, I I, I think um, the one thing I've always saw and I've seen it in the past. You know, I remember years ago. Remember seeing? I think it was when Camille came through. I, I don't. I don't remember Camille. I think I was too young, or it may have been before I was born. Do you remember what year Camille? Uh, wasn't Camille? I want to say sixty, sixty-one, sixty, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doug, our engineer, is shaking his head. He says, "Yeah, sixty-one." Okay. I was born in 62, so I wasn't alive. (laughs) But I remember the stories, and I remember talking about how some people had hurricane parties. Right. When you have 150-mile-an-hour wind, sustained winds, gusts 160 to 180, that's not a time to party. That's no party. No, you can't ride those storms out. And if people don't recognize one thing in south Louisiana, you can't ride out a Category 4 or 5 hurricane. You may have survived this one, but I bet it wasn't fun. And if you put your family in that situation, you really. Exactly. Uh, it, you really, you, you, you scarred kids if you rode out in, in this type of, uh, of storm. So, but I, I think the, the getting back to the positive side again, it's, it's seeing neighbors work together, helping, helping your neighbor. I had another neighbor, um, his daughter. He lived by him. Well, she lived with him, but she took him away because he he's uh, he's not he, he's probably only a couple years older than me, but he he was a bad diabetic and he went blind. Oh, and so he couldn't stay there by himself. So she was there with him, and then he um, unfortunately wound up losing part of his foot. And so his house was there, and I think one of the grandkids was staying there at the time. She had him in the hospital. And two trees fell over his carport, and he had two cars parked, vehicles parked under there, and they couldn't get any of them out. But nobody was there. So myself, I'm, I'm looking for opportunities to help my neighbor. So I went out there with my chainsaw and cut all the trees off of them. I didn't have enough help to move it out of the way, the stuff, but they came back and moved it out of the way. And see, those are the type of things for me. Now when I see that neighbor, he looks at me, not not the one that's blind, but the, his grandson and his family members. They look at me differently now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We wave to them, but there's more of a, a friendlier. Uh, there's a connection. There's more of a connection exactly. as well. And then when we got down to the end of our road, there was a neighbor that saw us clearing our way down. He says, can y'all help me cut this tree? It was across. Uh, he had a gate into his uh, yard, and he uh, we cut the tree. Bobcat did all the work <laughs> and got open his drive up. But, you know, you stop and think about it and in this situation. At the end of the road, the outlook was way more dismal. I live in the front part of the road. So we still had nine trees to clear before I could get out. And, That's incredible. And on the backside from my house back down were probably another 15 to 20. And But if you lived at the end of the road, you're probably sitting here thinking, and I saw people walking down our road and hopping over trees and coming back all the way down. And I'm like, the outlook must not be that positive to think, how long is it going to be before I get out? So Exactly. And uh, we're able to clear that up. And so, and, and it's good now. Now neighbors are waving even more so to me. And I had one lady stop and said, we really appreciate what y'all did because we didn't know how we were going to get out. And I know that's minor in comparison. Uh, if we had people from Lafouche and Terrebonne Parish and Lower Jefferson, I'm sure the stories would be even more horrific. There's a, there's a great story. We had a, we had a caller into, uh, into WWL. She had a tree that came down uh, onto her house and she had no way of getting it 
of getting it off of her house in a tree service that uh, I believe it was Ziegler Tree Service. They went out and cut it down for her. They heard the story on WWL. Of course, they're one of our advertisers, and they and they went out and and took that tree down and helped that lady out. So That's and they, awesome. And they did it for free. Free, yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff if you're a business and you say, well, why would I do something for free? Because what that does in the community, for the community, when people see that you're that type of caring people and you say, well, yeah, but we're only a tree company. No, there's there's more to it. It's, it's the human side of that. Right. And so that's the kind of people I want to go do business with if I if I need a tree removed, because those are compassionate people. Those are people that care about people so why wouldn't you want to 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 partner with them in whatever whatever the business is and that's that's to me is is the big thing here uh, as well um want to take a moment here to so at some point we got to talk financial here so okay <laughs> you know but when we look at what's going on for me when i assess things to give you an example after Katrina, we left at the very last minute with Katrina because my son mm-hmm. at the time was was three was about to turn three. Uh, his birthday is September six, so Katrina was twenty ninth. <laughs> We're not going to forget August twenty ninth yeah. too, too much. Um, but we have at the time I had a tremendous amount of pine trees around my house, and I'm and when I say pine trees, I'm talking about giant pine trees. Uh, my wife was scared. We didn't have a home generator at the time. So reluctantly, I got in the vehicle and left, and we drove to Lafayette. And I'm talking that night. So we missed the storm. And when we came back, the destruction was 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 more impactful to us with Katrina than it is now, only because we had all those trees. So in my preparation and looking at it and said, what can I do so that these storms are going to come, but what can I do to alter the impact of the storms? Now, Category 4, Category 5, as we mentioned, you, you're not going to alter. It, it could probably destroy most homes. Yeah. Okay? But because I live two and a half hours from the coast, it, it it's never going to be a Category 5 by the time it gets to me. Right. But, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. And uh, and and I don't. I know. I don't. I'm not going to be impacted by surge. So it's only going to be the wind. And this is exactly what Ida gave us was a whole lot of wind. So I wanted to make sure the next time after Katrina would happen that that I was prepared that it wouldn't impact us or be in fear that one of those giant pine trees were, were was going to destroy my house. So I paid. A lot of money to have all these trees cut out around me. My mother-in-law, who lives next door to me, had one that cut her house almost in half. She took 50 pine trees out of her yard. 50. So there's no pine tree that can touch her house. There's none that can really touch mine except for maybe one across the road from me that's not on my property. (laughs) But And then I put in a house generator because I wanted to be able to say hey we can we can stay home we can be better prepared for the hurricane and minimize the impact that it can have to our home and to us as well and so when we come back that's what i want to focus on just like with hurricanes better prepare, if we're better prepared in many cases not all cases we we can have better results from it as well Exactly. Exactly. Let me go ahead and jump in here at this moment and uh, just sort of remind our listeners about uh, if uh, if you need to get a hold of FEMA, you can contact them at 1-800-621-FEMA. That's 3362 on your dial pad. Uh, if you've got uh, Internet capability, ability to go online, you can go online to disasterassistance.gov. And of course... And there's also the disaster distress hotline. If if you're overwhelmed and you don't know who to talk to and you you need someone to talk to, the disaster distress hotline is there. And they're 1-800-985-5990. I'm Tom Perumian with our host, David Compton. It's the first security financial show. And we'll be right back with more.
Okay, I'm Tom Perumian with your host, David Compton, on WWL. And listen, if you really want to reach David, call him at his office. Get this, 504-834-1150. Then you can get a hold of him. He can space some time for you, and you can get into the talking about all the important stuff that you need to know about uh, planning for your financial future and your retirement. David, I've got my workbook out. Do you want to delve into... We are. A we little are. bit of I want to take a second, though, to re- let our audience know we made a mistake when we said Camille was in 61. It was 69. 69. Somebody reminded us of that and reminded us of the idiots that we are. So, you know. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was a mistake. So it, It's a rare medium well done. Yeah, that's so. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, when we think about these storms... We're, we're not new to them. You know, they're not new to us, rather. Right. But that these storms really open our eyes to how things can change so quickly. Exactly. Because if we remember the forecast of the storm, it was projected to really go over Baton Rouge, the eye of it. Which, me being in Tanchebo Parish, would have been relatively spared for the most part. Exactly. Baton Rouge was bracing for what Gustav did them, and if you didn't, if you didn't see Baton Rouge after Gustav hit it, because I have an office there, I was blown away. And I lived in Tangipo Parish, and we got nothing, hardly, just hardly nothing. So these storms, twenty, thirty, forty mile shift one way or the other, makes all the difference in the world because of the eye wall and the. Not that Baton Rouge, they lost electricity, had some impact. But when you first drive, when you continue to drive east from Baton Rouge and the closer you get to Livingston and, and Tangeville Parish, you begin to see the full impact of, of that storm as it continued to move inland. Uh, and we don't always know what might happen or, or the impact it may have on our own lives. However, like most things in life, it's proven that when we prepare, when we put a plan in place, whether it be hurricanes, whether it be re- retirement planning, that we can minimize the mistakes and some of the impact that it has on us. Because we're always told to do what? It, they even, uh, you know, to get water, batteries, food exactly. that can't spoil. Um, and, and now it's generators. Everybody, if you, if you had to buy a generator for Ida, I promise you, you'll take care of that baby. <laughs> and you'll 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 know that next time I'm gonna have her ready set up in place, um, if if I need her. And it's not a matter of if; it's really a matter of when, because they're gonna continue to come. We're gonna continue to have these storms. But the better prepared you are by having all of these things, doesn't mean that you can stop the tree from falling or your roof from blowing off. But you can impact the effect that it has on your life in after the days after maybe your roof is tarped right now and your generator is running and you've been able to get gas again life is still a challenge but it's a whole lot easier if you can sleep at night with that 110 in the window uh you know what i'm saying and and at least get some cool you know what what that you don't have ac right now either yeah i'm acclimating to 86 degree interiors and cold showers that's it and that's a challenge. That is, that is definitely a challenge. But I've learned in life, just like in, in, in hurricanes and anything, the better prepared you are, the better plans that you have in place. And sometimes the plan is, you know, I'm going to take a, a quote from the Beverly Hillbillies, load up the truck and move to Beverly type of thing. Yeah. You just need to get out of Dodge. <laughs> that's the plan. And that and a lot of people have done that. And yeah, South mm-hmm. Louisiana. If 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 you knew a one fifty, and really because you don't know where it's going to hit anywhere from to me from Saint Bernard Parish over to Lafayette, when you have a one fifty out in the in the Gulf, your first move has to be load up and get out of there. Exactly. exactly. So that's your plan. So now let's talk a little bit um, because this storm developed so quick. And we didn't know where the greatest impact was and how it changed, even when it, the fact that it parked over Terrebonne and Lafouche Parish for two hours, and then it turned and went due north. That just shows you the, the, uh, the uncertainty of it. But let's, let's segue that into retirement. Okay. And 
one of the things that I find for a lot of people, um, the ones that have the most struggles are the ones that don't put a plan together. Because one thing I've learned about retirement planning is the average person, I'll give you, like, Tom, you, you're you in the radio business. You could teach me a lot about the board, the whole thing that I don't know. That's not what I do. But a lot of times when I sit down with clients, they don't always know the pitfalls or the potholes that they might run into in retirement. Why? Because you've never been retired before. All right. You don't know what you're going to be facing. You don't know tax consequences. And that's why we talk about uh, the four main components of retirement planning. That's not just a catchy phrase or, a, <laughs> uh, you know, to have something to talk about. It's real. And it's things that you need to know. And if you put a plan together, it's proven time and time again if you work with a financial advisor, uh, a fiduciary advisor, and you put a plan together, the chances of success jump tremendously. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, the, and these pillars, you know, it's not, you know, this, these are, these are the pillars these, upon which you build your retirement house. That's exactly right. That doesn't mean it covers everything, and it doesn't mean that there's something in there that could happen that could totally change things. You know, one, you know when you look at this hurricane, that's about as devastating as we can get on our, on our lives and our homes. On a reg- but in retirement, one of the most devastating things in retirement is – Obviously, clients are worried about losing their money because of market risk and volatility. Uh, you also need to have your spending under control because sometimes we could be our biggest financial <laughs> problem. Yes. And uh, so there, there's but by having a financial advisor and a plan in place that spells out particular things. And I, I have clients that come in and, uh, you know, that are spending way too much money and and I I let them know this this is not going to work. If if you want this plan to continue to work, you keep spending like that, by the time you're 75, you're going to be out of money. Mm. So I'm not I'm not shy about speaking that because I don't want them to come back at 75 and say, "Why'd you let me spend all my money? Well, how come I'm out of money now? Well, you spent too much. I've been telling you for the last 10 years." You spend too much. But having a plan in place allows you to focus on what you need to do. So when retirement comes around, you're you're not surprised. And so I see more and more people today probably in their mid to upper 50s than I do any other time. Why? Because they know hori- uh, the uh, retirement is on the horizon, and they want to be prepared for it. They want to know, I've got accounts, I've got money here, I've got this here, I've got that here. And I don't know how to start putting this all together into a plan. Uh, and once they do, it's 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 an awakening. I, I think it motivates people. I think it opens their eyes to saying, wow, I want to save more or I want to do more to better improve my retirement. And that that's 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 a plus. But it takes planning. We look at those four uh, main components of retirement planning. What do we talk of is, is the first one? The first one, Social Security. Um, do you have control of what you're going to get in Social Security? Well, to some degree you do. It's all about your wages. Yeah. And all, it's all about the year you start taking Social Security. But do you know all the rules that apply to spousal benefit, survivor benefit? Um, th- those are a lot of moving parts in there that can impact um, what you get, more importantly, what you leave to your spouse if you're a man. In most cases, men um, don't outlive their wives. Their wives outlive them. That's right. And in most cases, the man's Social Security check, not in all cases, is larger than the wife's. So when you die, guess guess what you can do? You can leave her your larger Social Security check. So that needs to be discussed and part of the plan. That's That's where that Social Security planning comes into play because most people you get a statement from social security it says 62 66 or 70 so when do you choose exactly you have to have a plan 
looks like the music's playing again, so I'm going <laughs> to, uh, I'll take that. I can take a hint now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to beat me in the head with a two-by-four, but uh, uh, we're, but we're gonna when we come back we're gonna focus a little bit more on some of the planning aspect uh, as well and and how you can use that to to improve your outlook in the future of your retirement. Okay, heading into our final segment, we'll be right back with more important advice to help you achieve financial security and peace of mind. I'm Tom Perumian with your host David Compton. It's the first security financial show on wwlamfm.com and the Odyssey app.
Hi, we're back. I'm Tom Perumian with our host, David Compton. We're talking about, we've been talking about the beauty of uh, recovery and uh, what people have been doing for other people. And uh, we're going to touch a little bit on retirement planning because this is the first security financial show. David, what what takeaways do we have from uh, from today? Well, I, I think, as you mentioned, it's always the feel-good stories when tragedy happens that make you feel uh, that help us to get through it. Um, but I think with storms, as, as I mentioned, it's about the preparation, being prepared for these. Each time you experience one, hopefully you don't just look at the devastation and just feel sorry for yourself. You look back and say, what can I do to make sure my family isn't impacted in this way any longer? And, I, I, you know, in the past, I've always looked at things differently. You have to look at it, too, that one of your options might be to evacuate. If, if you're south of Interstate 10, you, you have to have as, as one of your plans, uh, your options is to evacuate. Yeah. When a Category 4 or 5 gets into the Gulf and you're south of Interstate 10, you, that you water's can, rising. The water's rising and the, the impact of the winds is tremendously more 150 with gusts to 160 that's a that's that's tornado winds exactly and we see what tornadoes do this is just a huge tornado so it's all about preparation as well i do want to give a little shout out to my assistant her name is michelle sheck snyder who lives in narco louisiana and uh, she's been fabulous through all of this and uh is really um Loves our clients and really looks out for her. And I appreciate her greatly. And I wanted to give the And I hope you listen, Michelle. You told me you was going to be listening this morning. So I hope you listen. I wanted to give that shout out to her because she's been tremendous for the clients, really looking out for them. And, um, and we both spent a lot of time on the phone yesterday reaching out to those clients. But let's get back to being prepared for retirement. You have to have a plan for your specific situation, period. When do you want to retire? Have you have you determined that? Most people, there's two things that most people can't seem to put a finger on. When they want to retire and how much money do they need to have in retirement. Because if when the husband and wife is working, a lot of times if the kids are gone, they make enough money, they don't have a lot of debt any longer, and they're really not on a budget. So when I sit down with them, well, how much money do you need to maintain your standard of living? Is it 60, 70, 80, 100,000? You tell me. What, what are you spending? And, and so you need to know those, those things. And then we begin to put a plan together with the four main components. It consists of Social Security income planning. Well, that's why we need to know how much income you need. We have to put a plan together for sustainable income safe income sources that we're going to use to generate income for you. And then everybody's favorite subject, taxes. Just because you retire doesn't mean you're not paying any taxes. How you're taxed is differently. When you're working for a company, you get a paycheck. If you still get a paycheck, uh, you look and you see the deductions. It's on autopilot. Do, Do it automatically. Well, guess what? There is no autopilot when you retire. Now, you're not paying all those payroll taxes. But you still have to pay federal and state taxes. And most people don't understand the impact of that. They don't understand the different brackets. It's not a knock or a put down on people. It's just what we don't know and what what they don't understand. Um, And it's just a matter of understanding the impact of certain monies. And on top of that, most people that retire today, all of their monies in 401ks are a great majority of it, which, which is all taxable. Uh, and the fourth thing is the investments. Investments are important, but they're only one piece of the puzzle. So if you want to know how this can, uh, how in, uh, retirement planning can help you, you got to give us a call. Our office number is 504-834-1150. So it's going to wrap up another show. I was glad we were able to do this today. And then next week, we're going to go back to our regular programming where we're all retirement planning. All right. We'll have our workbooks out and ready to go. I'm Tom Perumian, of course, our host, David Compton. We're glad that you joined us for the first Security Financial Show today, a special episode. 
If you need help with your retirement planning, First Security Financial is there to help you. 